0: everybody welcome in happy thursday coming everybody live here with concrete jungle a new york baseball podcast i am paul alongside me kyle evans man behind the scene nate sharman handling all the knobs and technology aspects of things producing coming to you guys live from the third floor north park building fairinglakes1.com how's everybody doing it's been a pretty decent week of baseball so far across uh, the whole entire plateau of things not even just new york related i'd say but good week of baseball so far how are you doing kyle much better than the last few <laughs> weeks um i you know the games are actually more interesting mm-hmm. so yeah doing well nate um things not well in buckland for you admittedly yeah I dropped um,
1: five in a row but, but let's but, look at the
0: positives well, well i was about to say you, you have history for yourself over there with o'neill cruising the hardest ball of the stack era stack
1: <laughs> what should they call it cruise cast do you think is that a I, good name? Think uh, i think we could workshop that or well, if that's the case then we should just been calling it Giancarlo cast Stanton for, cast for Well, he broke that years. record so yeah. it's that's kind of over but you more so I mean. i'm excited for is to head up uh, about an hour east there you are spoiling things <laughs> get back you're fine <laughs> just looking forward to hanging out with you paul that's all that's all i got to say Yeah, we'll have some fun tonight. The red, maybe not
0: red hot, but certainly the hot Syracuse Mets. I'm looking forward. We're going to talk, look a little bit more deep into our minor league teams today a little bit because um, there's not a ton to talk about in the MLB. Because look, the Yankees and Mets were both off yesterday. Uh, They faced off, obviously, in another mini two game series Monday, Tuesday that we had another subway sweep of. This time the Yankees taking it. on their home turf, so interesting to see how that played out through the summer in a, in a way. Uh, so we'll jump right into it uh, on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, it, it was really weird. Can we discuss for a quick second? When was the last time we saw these uh, a, a situation where they went back to back like the same score? They also the same, they actually went thing? back to back to back. Cause Sunday it was four two. That is true. I forgot about that. I guess I was more looking at it from the matchup perspective. I guess in that sense. So that's even more crazy. Yeah. So Monday, a 4-2 Yankee victory, obviously. Domingo Herman picks up the win, moves to two and two on the year, a 3-8-9 ERA. Max Scherzer picks up the loss 9-3, a 2-3-3 ERA. And Jonathan boy Losaga picks up his first save on the year for the Yankees. Herman went six and a third, four hits, and earned run and three strikeouts. Uh good to see this guy really uh, getting hot right now. Andrew Benintendi two for three, a double, a hit by pitch, two RBIs and a run scored. Aaron Judge, two for four, including a solo shot for the Mets. Daniel Vogelbach went one for four with a home run and two RBIs and a run. Scored James McCann, one for two, and Brandon Nimmo went one for three. Um, It wasn't like – I want to start here a little bit. It wasn't like the Mets were completely out of it, uh, but Max Scherzer probably had the roughest start of the year so far for him personally, I'd say, on Monday night. Yeah, and a lot of hard-hit balls, which is very unusual to see. Um, I took the over on his strikeouts, and uh, oh, well, for sure that would whoa. Hit. <laughs> didn't didn't work out. So wait well. a second here, hold on. Not to rough. I didn't realize that you uh you ventured down with more with a bet here for a change. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way the Yankees offense has been, which sure they're going against them easily over
1: seven. I thought. Mm. I thought we usually talk about my bets on the podcast. That's usually what we go with. That's right? Point. Yeah,
0: you are you are the degenerate gambler of the bunch here, Nate.
1: Happy to get you and in, involved, uh, Kyle. <laughs> Coming over to the dark side. Uh, I might not do as many bets now. I mean, I right. don't have the luck. I can't. But, I haven't won a bet.
0: But I can't blame you for thinking that way because we did go into that series. Uh, I I did say the Mets would sweep. I think you said. Sp- was it split? If I remember right, I can't remember. But but we were certainly not looking at the positive light on, on the Yankee side of things with this series. Yeah, he wasn't getting. He didn't have a swing and miss mm-hmm. stuff. It was weird. Yeah. Um. I, we'll start obviously to a little bit here because uh, we 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 ourselves have had some banter back and forth about Domingo Herman, um, and it even got brought up a little bit Monday night, despite uh what is really to be fair an above and beyond quality outing for him. So a lot of people were, were kind of poking him because on Monday night, former Yankee Jordan Montgomery, obviously, throws a Maddox. Complete game shutout uh, under 100 pitches, which is what a Maddox is. Literally right under 100 pitches is 99. But um, to, to piggyback that, it's been Montgomery has just been incredible since becoming a St. Louis Cardinal. Um, so there's uh, there is a lot of talk about Herman, despite him having that quality outing on Monday night. Yeah, and that's kind of frustrating to see as a Yankee fan because – If you look at the guy they brought in, Frankie uh, Montas, I mean, he hasn't really lived up to expectations. Although his recent start um, was his best outing as a Yankee. But I think a lot of fans right now would much rather have Montgomery than uh, Montas. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know maybe necessarily on the Montas side of things. I'm a Montas guy um obviously not to jump too far I bet you do you know he did have a, a really good start you know best start so far as a Yankee Tuesday night I think people are also just thinking about like what they gave up for him right like was it really worth it isn't he just like another Jordan Montgomery true you know, um, like maybe nothing. like a right-handed version of it yeah. sure but I've seen um, a lot of complaints on Twitter I think you know for me and I, I mean like I said we've had a lot of banter back and forth here uh, so far about Herman and how we both feel about him uh, two varying degrees of it but um you know, I think I'd much rather still have Montgomery over Herman in the rotation at the moment overall, but I would probably agree. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll touch more on the judge portion of this with, with Tuesday, but uh, I do want to go back to Benintendi. Obviously, started off his Yankee tenure the first couple weeks, uh, first few weeks really, just not good. Pretty much at the Mendoza line or right above it, uh, but has really come on really the past five games through the Toronto series and, and with the Mets series as well. Yeah, he had that clutch two home run homer on Sunday to give him the four two win, and he's just—it's good to see that he's finally swinging the bat well. Um, obviously, he's a great defender. I just—I really like that um, move that they made to get him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the base running in that yeah. first Mets game. He was very smart in that first inning. Well, he's a he sneaky—he's
0: a sneaky good base runner. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, he—he did have it ended up being not not so much a blunder because it ended up working out well, but you know you think back to um, I think it was probably what the second series that he was a Yankee, I believe it was, give or oh, take. When he got picked off on the bases, yeah. Um, and very unlike him. I mean, he he's he's not the quickest guy, but he's he's got a really good IQ on the base path for the most part. So um, wasn't that when they were in Seattle when everyone yeah. in that certain game everyone just got picked off? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Where we were discussing uh, about the continual base running struggles of the Aaron Boone era, in uh, in New York, uh, right. So let's move to Tuesday uh, again. Another four to two Yankee victory over the Mets. Clark Schmidt picks up the win out of the bullpen. Uh, five and two now on the year for him at the big league level. A two one eight ERA. Uh, former Yankee Yuli uh, Rodriguez takes the loss. Zero three. A 5-1-1 ERA for him. And Wandy Peralta picks up the save. It was a multi out save multi inning save rather uh his second save on the year. Frankie Montas for the Yankees, no decision five and two thirds, six hits, two earned runs and six strikeouts Aaron judge, two for four uh, another home run for him that uh, went a very nice uh cruising distance of I believe it was four hundred forty eight feet uh four fifty three ah, He was right close to it. Uh, he also had a stolen base and then Benny biceps Benny uh Andrew Benintendi, Goes two for four with an RBI there. For the Mets, Taiwan Walker got the nod. First start coming back after his back spasm issues. Uh, no decision. Five innings pitch. Four hits to earn a three case for him. Sorry, Marte went two for four with a walk and an RBI. And Jeff McNeil went two for four with a double. Um, a lot of similarities in a way uh, between both games. The only difference being kind of late innings, the Mets were in a pretty good spot potentially to try and take over. And as Clark Schmidt said, uh, Wandy Peralta really bailed him out on that one uh, in post game interview. Yeah, it was. I really wanted Schmidt to finish that game. He was just his stuff. He didn't have the f- uh, finish pitch, and that's what was hurting him. He got I had O two twice on two batters and couldn't finish them. And um, I was a little worried when Wandy came in because I know he does well sometimes in big moments, but other times he's known mm-hmm. to give up walk off hits and stuff. I know it wouldn't have been a walk off, but I was just like, what right. if someone hits it in the gap and they clear the bases and take the lead? So I was just a little worried about Wandy, but shout out to him for, you know, coming in and getting out of a very tough jam. And I just also want to talk about Tywon Walker. I mean, the guy was perfect through three. The Judge Homer really was like kind of what like rattled him a little bit. after that inning, they kind of just started hitting against him and put traffic on the bases. But for, you know, him dealing with that, was it like a back injury? Yeah, it was doing a back spasm. I thought he was, I thought he threw the ball well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know, and that's something that I do want to discuss about the Mets a little bit here, but I do want to touch on Aaron Judge first. I've kind of teed it up a little bit, obviously. Um, we discussed a little bit off air, uh, you know, depending upon which way the baseball side falls or how you feel about it, and I'm happy that Nate said it this way because it's the way I also feel uh, when we discussed off air. Aaron Judge, in the conversation for most home runs in a season, he said, you know, it's the Bonds number on the table. And 73 is not at this point, I would say, unless he just – literally hits one for the rest of the days in the regular season. Uh, but, um, you know, it was interesting because, uh, and I really am intrigued to hear, really to be fair, I want both of your guys' take on this. Um, uh, listening to the Michael Kay show without Michael Kay the other day, um, Don LaGreca and, and Peter Rosenberg and Rosenbaum were talking about this a little bit, you know, because Albert Pujols is really going off right now. Seven home, 700 career home runs is back on the table for him uh which chase are you more intrigued by the Pujo 700 or the Aaron Judge getting 262 which would be the Yankee record or as a lot of people do consider it still 61 being the actual mark with Roger Maris uh the last quote-unquote untainted untainted number in the big leagues um you know I I don't know I don't even know if he necessarily gets 262 uh but that's Only what, fourteen home runs away, and he's got a pretty much a de facto month and two weeks to do it. Yeah, um, I think he gets the sixty-two. I think he finished with sixty-three. Okay, that's my prediction.
1: I also think he gets that number. He gets Stanton back in the lineup. What next few days, hopefully. Well, the thing. Well, the thing with him guarding him, so I think that can help him a lot. The thing with
0: that though is, and obviously you alluded to it, right? I don't. He's been doing it without Stanton now the past couple weeks.
1: Well, he, I mean, he went through, like, what, a nine- or ten-day stretch We didn't hit one, right? Right,
0: right. But that's baseball, though, to, right, to, of to a agree, right? I mean, baseball's a game of runs. And I well, think what Aaron Boone said was true. He's not actually getting the same pitches that he was right. in the first few months. Yeah, Guys are starting to realize that, like, yeah, let's not, you know, throw mm. balls right down the middle. Like, let's try to you know, low and away. That's what's been getting him a lot. If you look, Scherzer got him the other night with the slider down and away. Mm. Um, and I think he's, you know— He's tired of not being pitched to, so he kinda, he's kind of he been chasing a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's finally back in the groove. I think he's going to start hitting again. I mean, I think what's nice to, to this end is it's one of the things I do admire about guys like Judge. Another one sticks out to me, and I don't, I don't mean to pick on your your Pirates, Nate, but you look at Matt Olsen yesterday. Uh, guys like them who are power hitters but don't necessarily hit for power. Uh, they, they, they swing for contact. And um, they kind of let the ball do the rest, and I think that's pretty good. Anyway, back to, back to the more Aaron Judge thing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. It's tough to say because baseball is a game of runs, right? And I think it, it will certainly help having Giancarlo get back into the lineup and not to jump ahead, but that sounds like that will be today. Uh, they just have to more or less do as we call, you know, the cross your eyes and dot your t's type thing. But um, you know, it it it's interesting because this is the first. True home run chase we've had, and I guess really a number of years. The last one that really sticks out to me in a in a really hardcore sense would be maybe Jose Bautista, and that's pushing a decade now, really, since he got to the fifty four mark. Oh, actually, I mean, over a decade. And I know guys need rust and stuff, but it was also frustrating if you think about the few games that mm-hmm. he has been rusted earlier yeah. in the year, especially on back to backs when he already had a day off. Right. Like, what if he had those few extra games? Like, what if he does finish with sixty one? you'll think, oh, man, if he didn't get arrested, you know, six, seven games, right. then he would probably reach it. Very true. Let's go transition to the Mets here for a couple minutes because, uh, look, losing, sweeping to, you know, your de facto crosstown rival is never good. Um, and as, as you brought up, and it's a good point, you know, they did obviously drop a couple games here in the, in the division because the Braves are obviously beating up the Pirates and um, – that's never a good thing. <laughs> and I found out they the last series of the year, it's a four-game series, I thought John Haven said, Yeah, Braves and Mets, so that division could Big. come down to the final week. Yeah. Which is going to – I would I would be all for it. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I, I know some Mets fans are, are taking a gloom and doom side of things, but I, I do want to take some notes of some positives with the Mets, and it namely actually has to do with the pitching. Um, Look, this staff is banged up right now. Uh, obviously, Carrasco is hurt. Uh, you know, we talked about how Walker comes back uh, dealing from dealing with back spasms, and somebody who has had back spasms before, I can tell you this, he was not 100% no matter what on Tuesday, he got to a point where he knew he could go out and at least perform on a level, so it's interesting to see, and obviously there's been a flurry of different roster moves, but, uh, you know, the pitching staff is, is really performing well, all things considered. And how about this from Mike Puma of the New York Post? Mm-hmm. Since Degrom made his debut on August second, the Mets are four and four in games started by Jacob Degrom or Max Scherzer. Surprise! <laughs> Obviously, right there was to say run support, right? Because the guys have been so good. And that's the thing, you know we've we've been talking about, right? Is you know the fact that this this offense typically picks up for uh, spots where the pitching kind of is is lacklustering and it's weird it it, maybe it's just a thing you know we've we've seen it through terry collins we've seen it through louis rojas we've seen it now with with buck showalter i'll be with a small sample size that for whatever reason when specifically Degrom is on the bump that offense does not show up for for whatever reason yeah and i i can't imagine how they feel it's frustrating and you throw the ball so well and then you just usually it's a no decision or sometimes you get a loss and it's it's frustrating um but, yeah, looking back to this, you know, Carrasco, is, is, he should be back here within the next couple of weeks is the plan, um, you know, and and it's tough, right? I mean, they they call up a guy like Jose Buto, who, who is one of their top pitching prospects, and things did not go out right the way that they had hoped in his outing, uh, you know, over the weekend before the Yankees series. And, you know, he found himself back with Rochester, you know, a couple of guys that they called up, you know, left-handed guys like Rob Zatrani, Zetrasny. Nate Fisher, they're both getting sent back down. They have, you know, not to jump ahead on our news and notes a little bit, but, you know, a guy like, you know, Connor Gray, who has pitched well enough in Syracuse that they're going to give him a shot to a little bit. And it seems like, at the very least, these guys who, you know, aren't your Scherzers, who aren't your DeGroms, I'll go as far as saying, add the bullpen here, who aren't your Diazes, you know, um, for as much as I think people like giving him crap for no reason, a guy like Adovino this year, you know the guys. Your main guys, you know, are really stepping up in situations still. And I thought, all things considered, in the New York series uh, against the Yankees, they they did the same thing. Yeah, and I just saw saw an article in the New York Post. Um, they said they say that the Mets have the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball the rest of the way. Mm. So uh, that might be an advantage there. Certainly, I, I would I would I would venture to agree with you on that front um, for sure. Uh, just as I mentioned, a couple news and notes for the Mets. I uh, mentioned him, Connor Gray, the pride of Frewsburg, called up from Triple A Syracuse. His contract was selected there. Right-hand pitcher Jose Buto was optioned to Triple A Syracuse. Left-hand pitchers, I mentioned them, R.A. A. pitcher and Rob Stransky, were designated for assignment. And they get catcher uh, backup catcher Tomas Nito back. He has been activated from the COVID nineteen injured list. Left-hand pitcher Sam Clay, who was designated for assignment, has been outrighted to Triple A Syracuse. So let's stay with the Mets here and preview preview them first for their series coming up it's a four game set against a running joke around here the colorado rockies but instead of going to the rocky mountains they will be home against them uh it, it's it's interesting go oh go ahead i thought the rocky mountains
1: were a little bit more rockier
0: take a lap <laughs> uh so four game set begins tonight on sny a 7 first pitch ryan feltner Goes for Colorado 2 and 4 on the year of five eight eight ERA against Jacob DeGrom. 2 and 1, 2 3 1 ERA for him. Friday night, 7 10 on SNY 2B Announced versus 2B Announced. Saturday at 7 10, Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. 7 and 8 on the year of 4 and 9 3 ERA against 2B Announced. Uh, that one's on SNY as well. And then Sunday afternoon, a 140 game on your local picks affiliate. Uh, Herman Marquez goes for Colorado 6 and 10. Five two two year a against to be announced. Great pitching staff for the Mets here. Uh that being said, obviously a lot of this is going to be fluctuating between uh do they feel comfortable putting Scherzer in and probably on Saturday, which would be his normal stop. Where does Connor Gray fit in the situation? I'm gonna bet we probably see David Peterson again at some point up here as well. Um, so who who knows really? <laughs> but uh that being said, uh look, this Colorado team is a bit pesky. Uh, that being said, you get to their bullpen, things can kind of go off the rails pretty quick for them. Um, I don't know. Four games, like we say all the time, four games, is, is it's tough to sweep. I am going to go 3-1, Mets take the series, though, against Colorado. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, fine, a sweep. I'm thinking a sweep, Mets sweep. Oh, you're doing it. Okay. All right. I don't blame you. I think a lot of it just, like I said, I mean, it just depends kind of where these names kind of fall for them. Uh, Pitching-wise, you know, to be fair, I mean, we might see Trevor Williams get a start here like we did uh, against the Phillies last weekend in that doubleheader. So, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we're both thinking the right train of mind pretty much. I know I, I did admittedly want to say sweep as well. I can't fault you there. Yeah. Um, I could see a loss, though, as well. Um, Just a random loss. I I don't know. Just something goes wrong. Right. So, the Yankees, they're the ones heading out west for the next, what, I think it's 10 days, right? Yeah. Give or take. Because Angels Um, next week. Yeah. So, um, they have four games against the Oakland Athletics here. Um, The Yankees also in a tough spot because, well, to be frankly honest, they – uh, they're pitching for whatever reason. They just haven't announced. I don't know what what's really fully going on here, but we do know who Oakland's throwing for all four games. So tonight, a 940 first pitch on the S to be announced versus former Yankee prospect James Kaprilian. Uh He is 3-7 and seven on the year, a 4 to 9 ERA. Tomorrow night, 940 on the official network of Kyle Evans, Amazon Prime Video to be announced versus former Yankee prospect J.P. Sears. Who is five and zero collectively on the year and a one nine three ERA? Saturday nine oh seven on yes to be announced versus Adam Oler, two and six a six four one ERA and then on Sunday 4-0-7, first pitch on yes to be announced versus Zach Lugie, Uh three and eight a six oh four ERA. I don't care if we don't know the pitching matchups. This is a Yankees sweep. I I I would agree with you. I I think I just would like to know who's pitching where. With that mind, I am gonna go ahead and and say. 3-1 Yankees take the series and then we're gonna hear well John Carlos Stanton's back so the Yankees are yeah. back to winning right you know I did forget to mention the the Yankee news and notes here so we'll, we'll jump right into that obviously Zach Britton has began has begun a uh, rehab assignment with single A Tampa his first outing was last night uh just went two-thirds of an inning but did pick up a strikeout didn't allow a hit didn't allow a walk uh, I think it was probably just more pitch count related issue at that point for only going two-thirds of an inning yeah said 15 pitches 10 yeah. strikes so all good on that front at the very least uh Luis Severino threw a successful live batting practice session on Tuesday the uh we'll call it the infamous one on this point because Giancarlo Stan participated in that uh right hand pitcher Clay Holmes threw from a mound on Sunday and it's traveling with the team to the west coast that tells me that they probably uh, feel comfortable enough outright activating him when he becomes available over the weekend yeah, I forgot when it, I'm not really sure when he's eligible. I believe it's Saturday or Sunday so uh but either way uh they must feel comfortable enough that uh, they'll just activate them outright then, which is a positive to me anyway. For sure. Definitely anything you can get in the bullpen right now as a, a bonus. Uh, officially, after we got done doing the live edition of the podcast on Monday, Scott E. Frost was placed on the injured list uh, with their diagnosing as a right shoulder strain. Uh, it kind of sounds like they are not too, too worried about what's going on there anyway. Outfielder um, Giancarlo Stan is expected to be activated off the IL today. That's not official, but... Uh, they already made a corresponding move, if you want to call that, with outfielder Esteban Floreal being optioned to AAA scranton wilkes last night. Uh, Ray and pitcher Clark Schmidt, as we know, was recalled from AAA Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. Uh, that's the only official news and notes we have, but I do want to bring up something that I saw last night uh, with a guy that I brought up on Monday on the podcast. I did see... Uh, a rumor going around that Greg wessert will be getting the call up today. Uh, I, bo- I I can't confirm, one way or another, but it is alleged that he did travel with the Yankees to the West Coast. Yeah, why did we not hear more about that from like right. top reporters? Yeah, or... which is what's making me wonder its validity if true. And how did Eric Hubbs break it? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, Hubbs apparently knows people. I don't know, but I uh, look. Uh, Wester is a very good pitcher. I I expect some pretty good things from him. I know uh, this has been his best year probably collectively so far through the minors. I know he's had some control issues in the past. That being said, he walked a a batter in each of his first nine outings. Uh, Since then, he's only walked 10 total. Uh, That's very positive to me. And This is a guy who loves using that slider, which to me means Matt Blake will probably love him right away. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but obviously I'm excited if this is true. He's one of the Long Island Mustache Boys, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm excited to watch him. And also, I wonder if we're ever going to get another update on Steven Writings. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few weeks um, since then, but I believe they're trying to keep things kind of quiet with him from the it time. It would be being. nice to get him back, too. The Red Rifle. He really does throw hard, and he has good stuff. Yeah, so. Although, for me personally, I, I wouldn't mind if we just kind of shut him down-ish to a degree. i continue throwing anyway, but kind of keep it going at that point all right let's jump over to our minor league teams I want to take a few minutes before we head out to discuss them because they're at interesting spots in the season for them uh, both Rochester and Syracuse have split their respective series so far uh, Tuesday Rochester uh, is down in Indianapolis taking on the triple A Indians for the week they're affiliated with Nate's Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> oh, uh Indianapolis 3, Rochester 2 on Tuesday. Curtis Taylor took the loss out of the uh, bullpen for Rochester. Patrick Murphy got the start. No decision, 4 innings and 4 strikeouts. Nikki 2-bags uh, Nikki banks went Nikki 4-bags going 1-for-3 with a solo home run and a walk was the only uh, one of the only guys really getting going on offense for the Red Wings that day. Uh, Taylor Gashu also picked up a solo home run going 1-for-3 there uh yesterday though answer back in a good way 3-1 Rochester victory Logan Verrett picked up the win moves to 7-7 on the year Jordan Weems with the save he goes to 15 saves on the year Verrett uh, potential outing of the season for him as uh, he went seven innings five hits and earned run and six strikeouts Andrew Stevenson went two for four with a run score and how about this line for Lucius Fox two for four a double an RBI two runs scored and three stolen bags yeah, um, wasn't he – he just came off the injured list yep. a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So, good, it's good for them to have him back. Yeah. He seems like he always contributes uh, mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. And Rochester, we mentioned it, right, they are playing good baseball. There's a lot of things that take positives because, again, Rochester's – or Washington, rather, is fiddling with the roster a little bit. Um, not to dive too too much into news and notes, but, you know, we have catcher situations now kind of going in and out. Uh, Luis Garcia's back in Rochester on a rehab assignment. Mentioned Lucy's Fox being back fully 100% um and although it hasn't been official in the news in the notes yet i've noticed um i did see last night that Kay cavalli did get the call up to washington which is awesome to see yeah a lot of reports saying he'll start friday night yeah. i'm not sure who they're playing but that's cool for him i was kind of wondering if that would happen this yep. year so awesome to see there um you know like i said though rochester they're continuing at least quality baseball play out there with again a roster in motion that's Good to see, obviously, the losing streak absolutely kind of probably decimated a lot of morale. But, you know, that being said, there there is, again, becoming a core group of guys, at least, on this team. Um, You know, Andrew Stevenson, who has been there all years, again, kind of coming around, picking up good things. Uh, Nikki Banks, uh, you know, we haven't mentioned him in a while. That's because he was hurt, but he's been back now for about a week, a week, two weeks, and he's doing really good again. Obviously, you mentioned Lucius Fox and immediate impact. Um, and, you know, they're going to need a guy to step up if Cavalli ends up sticking with Ra- Washington at this point. Maybe, you know, this outing from Logan Verrett yesterday is kind of the turn point of the season for that starting rotation for them. Yeah, Verrett looked really good. Um, at one point, I think he was through, what was it, four or five shot innings? Yeah. Um, just really good overall. They to go seven and just allow a run. Um, he didn't walk anybody either. By the way, that's another thing too. I always look at the walks for pitchers that go deep like that, mm-hmm. and I mean he was he was really good. He didn't, he, you know, he just he he basically cruised to the game, and that was good to see. Um, hopefully he does step up. As for Cade Cavalli, uh, hopefully he looks good on uh, in the majors. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's been throwing the ball it seems like well for the last month. Yeah, I remember that one eleven strikeout game. Even. I mean, I was about to say he came out of the gates really rough, but as you mentioned, kind of buoyed out nicely. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I need to see who they play. Let yeah, I'm not sure too sure. Uh, while you look that up, I'll just give the official news and notes that we have. Catcher Trace Berea is back in Rochester. He was optioned from Washington. Catcher Wilmer Perez has been assigned to Rochester from single-way Wilmington. Catcher Riley Adams has been recalled by Washington. As I mentioned already, shortstop Luis Garcia has joined Rochester on a rehab assignment from Washington. Well, this guy might have a great major league debut. They're playing the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, boy. Well, that's something <laughs> Something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, so Rochester, uh, they are 54 and 65, still eighth in the ILEs. But what's interesting to note here, as Syracuse did as well, they, the game has been gained in the division in, in uh, standings right now uh, for both teams through the week so far. So uh, interesting news there. Obviously, Rochester stays in Indianapolis for the rest of the week through the weekend before returning home next week to take on. Any guesses? I know who. Can't be Scranton again. It's not Scranton. Nate, do you know?
1: The uh, Lehi- Lehigh Valley.
0: Nope. The world famous Toledo Mud Hens. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, the Mud Hens. Yes. So, do you have a Mud Hens hat? I don't, but I do. I do plan on getting one. I, I'm a, not to get too far off topic. Big minor league guy. Love minor league hats. I don't have a Mud hen hat though. Much to my demise or sugar in, so. Gonna have to change that. I do. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the Syracuse Mets. uh Tuesday night, a nine to eight victory. Alex Claudio picked up the win, three and two of the year for him out of the bullpen. And Michael Macal o- Anta- Antenas, so I don't know why that became hard for me to say for whatever reason, picked up save number two on the year. Claudio threw two and two thirds out of the pen, striking out four. Francisco Alvarez went two for three, a home run, two walks, three RBIs, and two runs scored. Mark Ventios. 1-for-2 with a home run, two walks, two total RBIs, and two runs scored. Uh, last night on Wednesday was a 6-4 loss for the Mets to the Hoosaks as Locke St. John take, took the loss out of the bullpen, uh, moves to 2-4 and four in the year. Daniel Polka went 1-for-4 with a two-run home run. Travis Blankenhorn also hit a ho- solo home run going 1-for-4. Mark Ventios again staying out 2-for-4 with an RBI and run scored. Um, look, the Syracuse team, we we've really have documented a about their woes, but much like rochester at this point they've been getting a lot of just positive momentum going we've mentioned obviously the offense but their core group of guys have definitely been there now for a while mainly the two i want to highlight mark ventio has just been on an absolute tear the past couple weeks um and daniel Palka uh sneakily after starting the year off awful to put it honestly has come on good um the home run last night is 24th on the year yeah, and Polka's homered in three straight games now, and I believe that 24 is – um, I believe he leads the team. Yes. I forgot it was, uh, somebody has 23. Yeah. um, Is that Blankenhorn? Blankenhorn, I don't – Blankenhorn I think has 15. Somebody has 23. Right. I remember um doing it the other night. But, okay. yeah, Um, I also wonder, like, what, what is Syracuse's record in, like, one or two run games? Because, again, I mean, they're, it seems like they're always in the game lately. Um, Sometimes they're on the wrong side of it. Sometimes they're on the right side of it. But um, yeah, I think that's something to definitely look at because they should probably have more wins if it wasn't for their bullpen or their you know their their starting pitching. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and look, this is starting rotation. You know, compensate a little bit, right? They they've been going in and out. Uh, your twenty three home run hitter is Mark Ventios, by the way. Oh, okay. And then Blankenhorn has fifteen. Khalil Lee, noted power guy, has ten. <laughs> I remember now. Mets fans wanted uh, Mark Ventios up. Um, called up. And it seems like the bet's just never, that was never really an option for them. And of note, you know, those are the two main guys really on offense. Really we'll count Blankenhorn in as well. how bad they were to kind of start the year offensively, but Palka has 24 home runs, average of 278 now. Ventios, 23 home runs, 293 average. And Blankenhorn, 15 with a 269 average. More importantly, you look at kind of stuff, like, you know, you want to look at different things, right? Palka uh ventios and blinghorn are all of the on-base percentages of 354 369 and 344 and their ops is you know Palka is an 895 ops blinghorn is an 812 ops but ventios has a really good 922 ops Jeez, throwback to april i remember sitting here and we were talking about how like there's only one guy that was hitting over 200 right. and now look you got guys that are you know not not too far away from 300 right so, I mean, it's crazy turnaround there. And I think a lot of credit needs to be given to, you know, obviously the staff like Kevin Bowles and, and guys like that because, um, look, I mean, it could have been easy at that point to kind of just play the rollover card and, and die, but they, they certainly have kept headstrong, especially, you know, again, you look at what some of the stuff's happened with the Mets and especially the pitching staff wise. I mean, it's tough, but, um, you know, pitching staff, all things considered, has at least given the opportunity to that end for the offense to kind of do what they've done now the past few months and I believe there were just about a month left I think I just counted 29 games off yep so we're uh, going to be approaching the final month it's going to uh, be interesting to see how these both Rochester and Syracuse finish right. um I remember at one point they had the same record mm-hmm. so we'll see how they do yeah playoffs for both teams are will be admittedly tough at this point but that being said both could in theory kind of get back to 500 if you they continue kind of the hot pace or good play, at least quality play that they've been on. All they have to do is look at Scranton. Remember how far they were back, right. and they went on like they just won a lot of games, and they've caught up. So, right, I, I guess anything is possible. Right, Syracuse still home against the Huskies all week, as Nate alluded to earlier. Me and him and our one buddy is Hank as well will be heading up for Dollar Day today, also Women in Sports Day. I do know, I believe. Syracuse Athletics will have a lot of the women athletes and coaches there. Yeah, I Syracuse believe. Women's Basketball I'm about to say, I'm pretty sure um, Coach uh, Jack will be there throwing out the first pitch if I remember seeing that right. Yeah, I think I saw that too. So that would be pretty cool to see. And then all weekend, uh, obviously for Syracuse, if, if if you're local, you know that their main food delicacy, and I'm a big proponent of the salt potato, is the salt potato. Uh, so, they will be the salt potatoes all weekend starting tonight. I uh, usually wear those jerseys a few times a year anyway, but whole weekend they'll be the salt potatoes. Um, so, they'll have a bunch of different stuff team photo and fireworks tomorrow night, salt potato jersey giveaway on Saturday, tater top bobblehead giveaway on Sunday. So, looking forward to doing that. I know you scooted up to the game yesterday, Kyle. Everything, uh, how was it for you? Your first SMET game on the year, I, I forgot. Believe, right? Like, how great! Like the park is, yeah. Like, remember a few years ago? I don't know what you thought about, but Mm. the the park is just different now. The renovations that they did, they they absolutely killed it. Yeah, it's just it's way better. Um, I love going. I don't know which park I prefer. I'd probably say Frontier Field, but like, I don't know. It is different now in Syracuse, so I don't I don't really know which one I like the the better. Yeah, it's definitely. I I like I like them both. I mean, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a Frontier guy, I think, but um definitely the renovations that they've done at Syracuse like the the bar patio and left field is just fantastic and the video board they have now is really great so and it's just cool to see the amount of people that you know go to minor league games even if it's a team that you know hasn't had the best season like Syracuse I just think it's people love baseball and they want to get out to the park so it's good to see a lot of people there Mm -hmm. all right so that pretty much does it for Concrete Jungle today uh Anything exciting going on the rest of the weekend for everybody outside of uh, I guess me and you, Nate tonight? Or I don't think there's much going on. Um, I can't wait for preseason football to be. I'll well, say college football week zero this weekend. Uh, I can't wait for football <laughs> games to actually matter. I for one, what do you mean? The biggest game of the year is this weekend. Hawaii hosting Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'm talking NFL. <laughs> oh well, first of all, how dare you, Nate?
1: Let me guess. Hold on, let me guess. Golf. I'm sure that'll be on the docket at some point. Boom. <laughs> but looking forward to having some uh, hot dogs tonight and on, on buck night leading a couple
0: glizzies hell yeah there you go
1: <laughs> what can be a better time than that
0: love it love it all right so for Kyle Evans I'm Paul Russo appreciate Nate Sharman as always producing Concrete Jungle New York Baseball podcast you can catch us here live on YouTube on fingerwakes1.com or watch anytime also there afterwards major podcasting platforms anchor Spotify the like you can watch there and listen as well We'll talk to everybody on Monday. See you then. Have a great weekend.